0: Hi, and welcome to On Point, a podcast by Oak Street Funding, where we bring research and data-backed insights to dig into the minds of industry leaders to learn how to stand out, navigate, and break through this ever-changing industry. I am your host, Bridget Height, and you can support this podcast by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on our website, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be there hanging out, talking to industry leaders, and ready to empower you to grow your business. Let's get On Point. Today, I am delighted to welcome Alicia Chandler to the show. Alicia is the newly appointed president of Oak Street Funding. She has a law degree from the University of Cincinnati and previously served as legal counsel for Oak Street. So over the years, she's helped fund and structure hundreds of loans for succession. Today, she's going to share tips and help business owners prepare for the future. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Thanks so much for being here. So I'll just jump right in. Um, To start off, I have a question about succession. So what does succession mean in the context of what we're talking about today? And how can a business owner plan for it?
1: So I think succession is about maximizing um, your exit plan for the individual that's, you know, say the founder of a company. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the key is, you know, the plan is to plan early and often, um, it's about, you know, it's not a one-time occurrence. It's a several-year process, right. in my opinion. Okay. So what does the succession plan contain? So that's a, that's a good question. Um, it's essentially a roadmap for a planned exit for the founder. And I'll, I'll say founder. I'm assuming it's the first generation of the business, and so I'll refer to that person as a founder or G1 throughout the conversation. Okay. Uh, You know, the the founder, you want to maximize or they want to maximize their exit, uh, but they also want to make sure that the people coming in
0: can afford to take over the business over over time. Okay. So some of our audience might be thinking, I am nowhere near retirement. Why should I even be thinking about succession? And what what would you say to that? So I think that's good.
1: (laughs) You need to think about succession years in advance of retirement. Um, you don't want to be ready to retire next year and just starting to think about succession. Makes sense. Uh, because, you know, I think the recommended time is probably about five years. Okay. Uh, because what that does is that gives you, as the, the leader of a company, assuming it's just one, time to look at the current staff you have, the current leadership you have in place, um, internally or externally. What if you go to John or Susie, and you say, "I would like you to be my next leader, you know, to take over for me." Right. And John and Susie say no. What then? What do you do? If you if you do that at the last second, you're 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 kind of in a in a tight in spot the there. Yep. Yeah, yep. you need to you need to have those conversations with those folks early and make sure everybody's on the same page. Do you envision the same structure while you're exiting? you know, planned stages with clients,
0: employees. Right, because clients Um, need to know these things too. Clients
1: definitely need to know because they're gonna be nervous if they don't know the people that are coming in. And so you wanna take that time to make the introductions and get everyone comfortable that, yes, G2, John and Susie, they know what they're doing. I trust them with my business, I trust them with the employees and I want them to
0: take over. Okay, thanks. Um, So what are some best practices for structuring a succession deal? So I think uh, one of the most important things is
1: just as we kind of touched on, is just making sure you're on the same page with with Gen 2. You know, is it a five-year plan, a four-year plan, a two-year plan? Um, How involved does the founder want to be? Mm -hmm. Um, And what's, you know, just what is that good mix? And so the only way they're going to do that is to have that conversation and then make sure that it's documented. Okay. Um, Even though people may think I've worked with so-and-so for a long time, or it's my family member. It's fine. We don't need to worry about all the documentation. You do. Um, It just avoids any potential uncertainties, any potential quabbles that might come up. It's almost like a will. Right. Exactly. Someone passes away without a will, all of a sudden family members Uh, fight. Yes. They're not your best friend. They're not your closest cousin or brother or sister. So you just, you got to make sure that, that that's set up. You also need to Make sure that, you know, what is the structure of the deal going to be? Does the founder want a large lump sum of cash? Do they want to, you know, step it out over a few years? There may be some tax consequences that everyone needs to take into consideration uh, with the basis and everything. So, you know, is it going to be an earnout? Is it going to be a seller note? Um, Is it going to be just, um, you know, a fifth, like say it's five years, you know, a fifth each year for the next five years? Uh, so there's a variety of structure points. They also need to take into effect, what if the market changes? What if the value of the company drops during the time that there's a transition? They need to build in some of those uh, terms and conditions on, you know, if, if we have a purchase price reduction or if a certain client leaves, how are they going to, you know, adjust that compensation going forward?
0: Okay. So just out of curiosity, what is what is your favorite part about dealing with successions?
1: I think it's actually it's overall kind of what I like about the business in general. But for successions, it's just seeing that founder have the confidence in that next generation and getting rewarded for all the work they've done. Um, They've worked very, very hard to get where they are. They've probably sacrificed a lot personally along the way. And it's nice to see them have that vision of, look, I can retire in a couple years and I can realize the value of. Everything I've put into this company over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, sometimes even longer um, and, and be able to see that, hey, I can I can retire and I can actually enjoy the fruits of my labor and I'm comfortable leaving it with, you know, Gen 2
0: And they're going to take care of my employees and my clients that's really cool that's great it always comes back down to just personal matters and how much that matters that's great so we've talked about the importance of succession planning for the current business owner how should the incoming owner or partner plan for succession
1: so i think the first thing is to actually if You know if you're wanting to be the second generation you need to have the conversation with the owner or the current you know the founder yeah because maybe they're not one maybe they're not thinking of that succession plan maybe they've not thought about retiring and they haven't really thought about who is going to be that next person so i think it just is incumbent upon the people that want to come in to have that honest conversation and determine if that is the path that they want to go down. And what if perhaps the owner says, you're not my successor? Then that person needs to reassess and think, do I want to stay here? Maybe. And, and sure. maybe they want to leave. So it's just important to have that conversation early on so that everyone's rowing in the same direction and just understanding, you know, how that will transition. Mm-hmm. Um, what role will you take on? Is there any education that you need? Any right. Other
0: training in the five um, years that you right, in a planning, couple of years? I mean, you do
1: three years, five years, um, do you have the right client connect, client connections? Um, do you need to go on client visits with the owner? Do you need to have those relationships relationships established? And then I think the most important thing is once that groundwork is laid, is to understand how you're going to pay for it. Um, I don't know many people that have just a pile of money sitting, you know, <laughs> in the back waiting. So you're going to have to assess, you know, how that. Purchase price is going to be structured, and then how are you going to pay for it? So you're going to have to look for a specialty lender like Oak Street that understands,
0: you know, the value uh, of the future revenue yes. stream and how that's going to play out. So when it comes to succession planning, I'm sure not everything always goes smoothly. Could you could you give us an example of, you know, a succession that's going really well and then maybe one that's not going so well? And how does Oak Street funding um, assist with both of those? Sure. Um, Let's, let's start with the positives. Okay. (laughs) Um, You know, we have a number
1: of succession planning clients right now. Um, I actually received a call last week from a gentleman that is going through his second year, or we'll call it a second tranche of buying out uh, the prior owner. And he called and said, look, we're getting, we're waiting on our valuation. They structured their, their, agreement very well. They're doing it each year. They're getting a valuation to kind of reassess the value of that second piece of stock buyout. And um, he reached out and said, you know, what what do I need to get set up for a year end time? And that's great because this is we're in August. So uh, I told him that was wonderful that he was reaching out so far in advance and uh, everything was going well. The clients are transitioning the valuation. He expects it to be greater. So that's that's wonderful for him. Uh, And it's great for the for the founder because she's going to get a little bit more money, but everything's going as they planned. Good. Um, And we're and we're very happy to give him (laughs) that additional cash flow. Um, Unfortunately, from time to time, you may see some that don't work out. Um, You may have a scenario where four people are coming in, buying out one owner and maybe out of the four, maybe one of them, maybe for whatever reason, it's not working out amongst the four. Maybe the client transition isn't going as well. Maybe there's some, you know, just some personal issues. You, You just never know. And so it's always incumbent upon those parties to have a provision in their buyout that talks about the what ifs. What if we're in year one or two and this doesn't work out with one or more owners? How do you buy back that stock? Maybe the other three or four that are there, maybe they want to buy out that individual that's not working out. Or maybe even the founder would want to step back in and repurchase those shares um, and, and look for a different successor. And And we can work with that. We, we just need to understand where everybody is um, and understand, you know, what's the path forward? Does this involve additional loan proceeds? Does this involve paying back some of the uh, transition proceeds that were already paid out. So it's just, it, it, communication is always key. Sure. And we always encourage our people, our borrowers to reach out to us and just have that conversation early and often if they see something that's not going in the right direction.
0: Okay. That's a great answer. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you. Um, so before we close today I do have one more final question Um, at the close of a show we like to ask the fun questions Uh, I would like to know when you were 10 years old what was your dream job
1: so uh, when I was younger I liked to do a lot of just kind of play a lot of different things. But one of the things I did do was play banker with my brother. <laughs> uh, my mom used to be a teller at a bank and we had some <laughs> mugs and I would sit at a desk and hand out money. I know that's, that's obviously fantastic. not as easy as that, but I probably play too much Monopoly as a child and <laughs> like to be the banker. So that was something nice. I did a lot.
0: That's a great answer. Um, well, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate hearing everything that you have to say. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you all for listening to On Point, a podcast by Oak Street Funding, where we bring research and data-backed insights to dig into the minds of industry leaders, to learn how to stand out and navigate and break through this ever-changing industry. I'm Bridget Height, and tune in next time wherever you listen to podcasts as we get On Point. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. To get in contact with someone at Oak Street Funding, please call 844-353-8022. That's 844-353-8022 to learn more.